right, serious this time, I promise this is absolutely the last throwback that we will have. We will be back to our regular scheduled programming with this show, Insurance in Your Words, uh, on Thursday, uh, I promise. Uh, but we're going to throw it back. I Listen, don't don't re- don't use the, the don't use the reset your PC option just for all of my doesn't work maybe there's some other issues just bad things and uh, my computer is finally recovered and I have access to all my files that host these calls that you hear and whatever big giant mess big giant mess anyways throwing it back to uh, July 11th of 2017 and talking with my buddy Ryan Sotman. This is a good one. Uh, it's so important. I, 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 I love this idea. This is so, this is at the core of, of a lot of what I like to do. Um, and, and just like how memorable are you, right? Um, and how good are you when it comes to creating the stuff that people need to know? So enjoy it. I think you're going to like it. Hi, this is Ryan with Just For You Insurance. Hey, Ryan. It's Joey Gingola. Hey, Joey. What's going on? How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola. Let's get into it. Like I said, even though, and I didn't really have to boost those a lot because I put a little bit of money into it, but not a lot because those videos generated so much organic traffic on Facebook. And then whenever I would go to church or networking events, I mean, everybody would say, oh, your video is funny and it's awesome whatnot. And it's great. So, and people like seeing that stuff. But, you know, then when I started slacking a little bit, I, I even heard uh, feedback saying, hey, where's your, guys, where's your video at, man? I didn't, I didn't see anything this week. What's going on? You know, you're doing okay when they start to miss you. That was my buddy Ryan Sotman of Just For You Insurance and he was telling his tales of video glory and how he didn't even need to boost posts on Facebook because they were getting so much organic traffic. And yes, spoiler alert, um, organic videos, are, you know, native Facebook videos get a lot of organic traffic, right? Like they generate a lot of attention. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking I mean, it's going to probably start to, you know, level off as more, I mean, like almost everything on Facebook is a video now, but, and I recorded this call with Ryan uh, almost six months ago, like in January, I think. So, I mean, obviously it's even, it's, it's crazy how much has changed just in that six month period. I mean, so anyways, my point is, is they get a lot of play because still they're, they're the newest thing, right? It went from, Hey, we're just going to post words to, Hey, we're going to post pictures. Pictures got a lot of play. Now it's, Hey, we're going to post videos. And now videos get a lot of play. It's not even really what I want to talk about. I don't know why I went that, but uh, it's there. So deal with it. Do what you want with that. Uh, in reality, what I wanted to get to was the fact that, uh, hey, Ryan said he got feedback, two kinds of feedback, two very important kinds of feedback. And those were, hey, when I went out to anywhere in my community, people would comment, hey, I saw your video. It was great. It was really funny. I really enjoyed it. That's the first type of feedback. Very important and very interesting. Second, hey, Uh, Where's your video at, man? Like, I missed it. Even more interesting, right? I mean, think about all the content that you get from people and and 
how much of it you don't even realize you're missing because it's just not there. It's just not there and you don't really think. I mean, that's 99% of the stuff, right? I mean, thinking long and hard, the kind of connection relationship you have to have to something to miss it. It's pretty strong. And that's a powerful thing. I know there was, I, I don't, uh, there was one time with the newsletter, I sent it out, but for some reason I didn't get it or something, there was something, or maybe it was just one person because I got an email from somebody I've uh, been on the show, Nancy Nicko, I think. She'd say, hey, Joey, I didn't get your email this morning. Are you okay? I want to make sure you're still alive. And that was very nice. That was very sweet. I, I, you really know who cares about you in those moments, and apparently only one person does. So thank you, Nancy. Uh, you and me, we're going to go out to a nice dinner somewhere sometimes because you're the only one that cares. But no, I mean, I'm serious, though. Like, it, when they miss you, that's the problem. Like, if I stop doing this podcast, you just be like, eh, you know, whatever. And i listen to the Ghostbusters soundtrack or something. I don't know what you're going to do. But you'll just do something else and not really just go about your day like as if nothing happened, right? I could be erased from the face of the earth tomorrow. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'm just do something else. Maybe listen to NPR radio. It's a terrible idea. I don't know. It's okay. But you get what I'm saying, right? They they are not going to usually stop and miss you. And if Ryan had people missing you, missing him, then that's a great sign. Now, two big things, right? I'm so I'm so excited because these are so interesting, right? Missing you is important, and and noticing what you're posting is also important, right? I noticed that I post videos all day long on YouTube, but if I, you know, once I started posting them natively, uploading them natively to Facebook, I'd get my aunt and my grandma and everybody else, hey, I saw your video, that's really cool, that's really nice, that's great. You know, people would actually, you know, every time we get together for a birthday party or a holiday or something, and I had a video up, and they'd say, hey, I saw the video, they always see it on Facebook, right? That's It's generating interest, right? People see it. And that's good. That's important. You have to know that, though. Like People are just going to see it. And that's the audience that it plays to. It goes through their feed for that day, and it's done, right? They're not going to necessarily go back to it because they weren't necessarily looking for it in the first place. You just kind of served it up, and it went walked. It's like, it's like watching a thing of geese cross the road. You didn't really want them to do it, but guess what? They're there, and, oh, they're kind of cute, and go on. I'm not going to hit you, right? That's kind of what the video was to most of those people. Now, the missing you thing is more interesting because that means they're enjoying it enough to want more of it, which is a whole nother conversation. And we talked about it a little bit. But the most interesting question I got out of this and that I had to ask Ryan was, did you quote any business from those videos? I can't say that I quoted anybody that I didn't know, but so I didn't get a, a complete stranger calling me from online saying that they wanted me to quote their business. But yeah. I can say the people that I have known, my friends, family, networking groups, I did see an uptick in people saying, yeah, you know what? I need you to shop my insurance and uh, see what you can do for me. Outside of my distaste for Ryan using the phrase, I need you to shop my insurance. I'm going to wash his mouth out with soap. Ugh. It feels gross saying it. I don't like it. Anyways, if we could all just maybe not do that. I don't know. Just kind of a thing. Sounds, I don't know. It sounds, sounds demeaning. I don't know. My thing. Not yours, maybe. Outside of that, don't discount the fact that, hey, guess what? Ryan said he didn't quote any perfect strangers, which is, you know, we'll get to that in a second. He did get an uptick in uh, people he did know saying, hey, you know, by the way, can you take a look at this because such and such? Can you shop? Can you just... Can you be my trusted advisor? Can you dig into this? Can you investigate my insurance? Because I think I might be able to do better, whatever better means for you. Whatever whatever phrasing you want to use, go ahead and use that. He got a lot more of that, which is interesting, right? So you're stirring the pot of people you already know and saying, hey, remember I sell insurance. That's what this video 
strategy, campaign, whatever you want to call it, kind of did for Ryan on Facebook. He stirred that pot of people he already knew, and it kept them floating, orbiting. I'm going to go back to the the, uh, the space reference, orbiting his insurance world, and it got him an opportunity for some more people to quote that he might not have normally quoted. That's a good thing. Business that was never there with people that he already has relationships with. And that's what Facebook did. Now, they're just kind of kicking the tires. They're just, hey, can you can you take a peek? It's not immediate. It's not pressing. So there's not there's not an immediate buying decision that needs to be made. Now, obviously, if the price is there, then they might switch. But again, they're just they're just switching to you based on a better price and not necessarily on anything else. Which, again, you've already got the established relationship, so that's good. But again, if they're just switching on price, you'd like it to be a little bit more. I'm just again, I'm 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 sorry. I climbed up. I didn't even realize it. I climbed up on my insurance eye horse. I'm sorry. I'm going to get down. But you get what I'm saying, right? In a perfect world, if we're all moving to this better place, if we could have it, if we could have that based on something else, a little bit more than just price, it would be great, right? Probably. Sure. Would you agree with me? I don't know. Let me know. So if we want something based more on something more than price, then then we need to we need to create that relationship anew and give them something more than just price. Now, while I think that's really awesome, and it just, I think, okay, first of all, the biggest thing to take away from this entire conversation before we go any further is you have to know what video is going to do what for you where, basically, right? So we've already established Facebook is going to generate interest and awareness of people you already know and just basically get them moving, get them moving. If you can't see, I'm going to actually start doing video with the podcast, but I'm, I'm actually stirring my hand in a big circular motion for no reason, just because. I'm Italian and I talk with my hands. It's terrible. I actually got called out on a website that shared one of my videos one time. They, they yelled at me for talking with my hands in a public forum. I, I thought it was a little uncalled for. Um, but anyways, you're stirring the pot of the people you already know. That's what Facebook video is going to do for you. Now, what we're all chasing is the people that we don't know, right? The new business. Now, obviously, we want to collect as much business of the people we do know. But again, it's that random stranger that we talk to that has never heard our name before. And we've generated that relationship and we've gained that trust all without doing anything just from those videos. That's what Ryan didn't do with this thing. Now, again, not a bad thing. His video that, uh, that he has is better than the video that you don't have. I'll say that every day, twice on Sunday. The video that you have is better than the video that the other person, the other agent down the street doesn't have. And Ryan has videos that you may not have, and they're better just because they exist. And they're getting people that he does know to do business with them. Now, what they're not doing is getting people that he doesn't know to do business with them. And how does he do that, right? Now, you heard Ryan kind of talk about, and this comes back down to format and, 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 and what is in the videos. And he's saying, hey, I heard, saw your video. It was really funny. I've had people tell me my videos are sometimes funny too. But that's not necessarily the point, right? Ryan was focusing more on pure entertainment value to keep that brand awareness, that name recognition up versus solving a problem, answering a question and being, being useful at the immediate point of impact, right? So that's where the relationship can then be built on more than just, hey, can you see if you can do something for me? And if you can, it's gonna be just based on if you're gonna make me pay less money. That's how you do it is by focusing on those things, right? And again, I think that lives outside of Facebook. I think that's more of, again, that's where we focus and shift on my favorite platform, which is YouTube, right? 
People go there when they have problems. They want to learn something. They want to know an answer to a question. They want to see it visually. They want to make a connection. They want to build. They don't know they want to build a relationship, but that actually ends up happening because you've educated them and they then start to trust you. And that's the big difference. And I never really even thought about it necessarily until I kind of listened back to what, you know, our, the conversation here just before recording this podcast. But I thought, hey, this is actually, I mean, this is important, right? Because we just throw so much stuff at the wall and hopes what we're doing sticks. Where it's different is, is I think both strategies can work on either platform, meaning you can take a video that you've created for Facebook that is more entertainment focused and upload it to YouTube and have it work. But it's going to be a lot more work to make it work because generating that interest on, on your entertainment value, because you're not an entertainer, you're an insurance agent. And if we were good enough to be entertainers, we'd be getting paid a lot more money to do a lot less work or maybe, or do a lot more, maybe not insurance work, right? Uh, so like I said, like we're not stand-up comedians. As much as I would maybe like to in another life try to be a stand-up comedian, um, I'm not one. And so I just get to write, you know, a couple, two or three jokes here or there on a podcast or on a video, and that's it, right? That's the amount of skill of I can be a above average funny insurance agent, right? But as far as just being pure funny, not so much. And that's the point, right? It's the information is first, the entertainment is second. If you lead with the information, the entertainment will follow and fill in the necessary cracks long enough to keep somebody interested to get to your next piece of information. The problem is, is if there's all entertainment and no information, they have nothing else to build that relationship on other than they know you and that trust. If they have everything to build that relationship on is just the information and then nothing else, chances are you're going to be too boring for them to even stick around long enough to build the relationship. It's got to be the information, then the entertainment. Information, then the entertainment. That's just, I don't know. I'm, this is my thing, right? I don't know if this, I mean, it works for me. I don't know if it's like a legitimate thing, but it's very anecdotal. Anecdot, that's not a word. Anecdotal, that's right. Um, so take it for what you will. I'm not saying this is a proven scientific research study thing. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm simply saying that based on my observations, lead with the information, follow with the entertainment, rinse and repeat until you are done, and then make another video. And back to where I was saying, I'm getting very sidetracked, and the show's going to go a little bit long. Maybe we'll cut it short. I don't know. What I was going to say is, is that, yes, you can take that Facebook video that is more entertainment focused and put it on YouTube. It's going to take a lot longer, and it's going to take a lot more work because there's so much of that out there, right? Everybody's trying to entertain. Everybody wants to be that the next NBC on YouTube. It's a terrible example. They want to be that big channel, right? And they want to do it with entertainment. There's a lot of people doing that. So the chances of an actual insurance channel doing that, an insurance agency channel doing that is, are slim. So the odds are stacked against you. But I'm saying you can do it. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm saying if you prove me wrong, right? Like, let me say, Joey, I'm that good and I want to show you how good I am. Awesome. Because then I'll be like, hey, dude, here's this. Here, you can have the podcast. Do the podcast because I don't... I need, to, I need to hear you talk more. I, I run across a lot of people that I feel like I should be listening to them more than they listen to me, and it's weird, but we'll get to that in another show probably. Um, but the point is, is, again, have confidence in yourself, and, and you can do that. Just know what you're getting yourself into. Don't just think I'm going to publish these five videos that I did on Facebook, on YouTube, and then oh, massive cross-platform pollination. I'm just, it's going to be fa fantastic, spectacular. What does work a lot better is taking a YouTube video and posting it to Facebook. 
because now you've got that information and you've just plopped it right into that aunt nancy or whatever who's just scrolling through her feed and she's going to see that and she's like oh hey she shares it and then all of her friends are going to see it and then hey oh okay yeah so you've taken the information you've put it you know right in front of people's faces right it's just they've happened upon it and maybe just maybe that's the lucky day that they actually needed to talk to you again there's a lot of luck in that scenario whereas again facebook you know that generally they've come out and sought after this information so you know you're in good shape facebook again you just are rolling the dice that, again, just organically that you've got somebody at the right time. Now, with advertising and things like that, it's a little bit easier, you know, retargeting and all that fun, fancy stuff that I don't know very much about. You can do that. And I would suggest that if you have an appetite for that, to you know, go ahead and do that. Um, but just know what the differences are between the platforms and know what your strategy is moving forward because if you heard at the very in somewhere in the second clip there Ryan said before I started slacking off you never know what's going to happen if you can't keep up the pace at first it was just a concrete wall and I attempted to paint the concrete wall which is a horrible outcome since then has now been drywalled that me and my father-in-law did myself I always thought that was kind of interesting and, and fun to attempt to do something like that myself Fine, I'll give it to you. That was a little bit of a rough transition. Might be the roughest transition in show history, but Ryan and I were talking about, I asked him the question, why, or, you know, he alluded somewhere, it wasn't really a full clip, I couldn't, production things in the show, you don't necessarily care. Basically, Ryan's excuse for slacking off was that the backdrop, and I think we talked about this briefly on one of the other episodes he was on, his backdrop, his video situation had changed to where, he would. He wanted to do maybe more informative videos and sit and you know have a have a nice background and space. And so he said, "Hey, I had to go through the process of actually framing a wall in my basement and drywalling it. And then we got on a whole whole other thing because he you know did some basement work with his father and I've done basement work with my father. So we had to go on that thing. And then we went on some more things and and basically a whole lot of uh, non insurance talk ensued." Um, which may or may not make it into his podcast, which may or may not actually inspire me to do something pretty cool that I don't know if will ever happen. But if it did happen, it would be one of my favorite things ever. We'll get to that later. But for now, just know that you know Ryan started slacking off, and that's why people started to miss him, because the background wasn't there. And the background went from just not having a background to learning how to frame a wall, um, drywall a wall, mud a wall, sand a wall, like it just like, it kept going, right? Like that's a big thing, right? So it became a bigger project and I'm not sure, I haven't double checked with Ryan to see if, if he's got that backdrop, you know, square, if he's actually doing some, you know, videos, but that was the thing, right? Something changed much like, again, I've said it like eight times on the show. Like I moved into my home office in the basement from the upstairs when the new baby was born, I got kicked out came down here acoustics were terrible and I couldn't you know have my mic and everything set up the way that was without sounding ridiculously echoey and it was just a mess and so I got in this stupid loop of trying to figure out how to deaden the sound without you know ordering acoustic panels and then what you know it's like all right well maybe I need acoustic panels and if you're going to get acoustic panels what are you going to buy and should you make them yourself or these ones that you're going to buy for a lot of money actually that good so you get on this whole thing right you see so Ryan went from just not having a background to learning how to do some you know some pretty moderate home improvement work all just to make an insurance video so somebody at church could say hey ryan great video or somebody say hey ryan i missed your video that's where we we make things bigger than they are sometimes and we're not understanding the strategy and the intention behind these things and how how much these 
extra things around them can swell and, and kind of drag the whole process down. So the question is, is if you are going to dabble, would are you good enough, one, for somebody to miss you? And are you informative enough to know that they want to do business with you other than if it's just the most happenstance, convenient, if it works, that kind of day of the week sort of thing, price-driven way? Or do you want to have more than just that? And do you know how you're going to get it by putting those pieces in the right place at the right time. Keeping in line with analyzing the, the right channels of things that you're doing and things like that, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to have to lay this out there just to see how high my level of crazy is uh, in the mundane world of just nothingness. Uh, over the weekend, doing some grocery shopping and, um, and do you do this? Do you analyze the uh, the checkout lines? Do you say to yourself, there's three people here, two people there, but then you actually go a little bit further. All right, this person has a full cart or this person's maybe going to have to take a little bit longer with the payment process. I mean, obviously, if you just take it from a whole on the transactional level and say, all right, you know, I've got less transactions here. Do you do that? Am I just a, a kind of, I mean, because I do that. And then I kind of obviously gauge my, my, my progress based on, did I pick the right line? Then I might, may or may not start cussing under my breath if I see that I've picked the wrong line. Um, and then people kind of look at me a little weird uh, because I am cussing under my breath because I have not analyzed the situation properly. And I've picked the wrong line and I've just ruined my day. Now, obviously it's not the big deal, but again, if you can save a little time, save a little time. And then plus, I actually had to go to two grocery stores because I, they're right next to each other. Some One has some stuff that I like. The other one has a few things. Just just the annoying annoying enough things that it's going to motivate me to go to the, uh, another store. Sometimes it's a little cheaper. I'm not one to go to multiple grocery stores. I would rather just do it in one trip because it's easier. But they're like right next to each other. And if you're going to charge me like literally twice, if not three times more for the same thing, I can get like two for the price of one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just walk across the street. I don't know, what's your threshold, right? Do you analyze grocery lines? And two, how much more does, does somebody have to charge you before you're willing to go someplace else, even though, again, making the analyzation, that's not a word, uh, whatever that word is that I can't think of right now, how much do you have to analyze to, okay, I'm saving the 50% here, but what are the other, I, I don't know. My brain sometimes makes is my own worst enemy. I drives me nuts. What is your thing that you think the most about? I hope it's not grocery lines. But if it is, well, we have a lot in common. 